Hey everyone, it's Erica and Christian Raphael, and we'd like to welcome you to our backpack, the podcast where we give you the tools to support your personal and professional journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of our backpack. <laughs> I'm Erica and I'm Christian Raphael, and we are super excited that you all are here with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an exciting moment for us. We've been talking about this for a few months now. It hasn't been that long. Christian, we were talking about this since last year, November. It's been almost a year. It's been almost a year. <laughs> Time flies. We change. We grow up. We're growing. We're thriving. Yeah, it's been a year. <laughs> Thriving as much as we can at this point in time. Um, the Rona definitely did hinder some of our plans, mm-hmm. but we're pushing through and we hope that all of you are doing well and that you're okay um, and that you've found a sense of stability at this time. Yeah. And to Erica's point, while COVID, the Rona has impacted every fabric of society from jobs, livelihoods, personal and social aspects, we recognize that more now than ever, we had to push through and do something like this because we recognize that professionals need support. So I'm excited that we're doing it. Yeah. We're here. Me too. It's, it's happening. Finally. Finally. <laughs> so our backpack, how did it start? Well, Christian, you want to go ahead? Yeah. All right. I- <laughs> It's funny because I always ask Erica, which version are we telling? The real one. The real one or the uh, PG-13 one? The real one. And so Erica and I are two individuals who work in higher education and student affairs. And as many of you are probably experiencing right now, higher education and student affairs is a field that's continuously changing, not only due to the students that come through our doors every year, but because of the landscape because of the topics that emerge. And so part of the experience that Eric and I were were having at our institution was organizational change. Yeah. And it it wasn't as if one thing was changing. It was, imagine the idea of you have a apple cart and you have about 300 apples in that apple cart and you're just going down the street selling apples. One day you're like, hold up. Absolutely not. So you throw the apple cart over, the apples go everywhere, and you decide, you know what, I'm going to start selling pears. And then I'm going to tell the people that were selling the apples that they're dysfunctional. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Absolutely. How dare you buy these apples? Uh, But we were just going through a organizational change, and I think it's come with its blessings, its challenges, and we recognize after moments of debriefing with one another that what are the things that we wish we would have known prior to the apple cart getting turned over yeah and eventually making an apple turnover um (laughs) (laughs) so in this departmental reorg christian and i ended up getting promoted and we became assistant directors um and i was really looking forward to it and i don't want to speak for christian but i think he was as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i think once we got into those positions we realized while getting promoted is fun um it was hard (laughs) And, and finding the support on our team whether we were building out a new area or we were working with new people um that was a little frustrating and so 
Christian and I met three years ago when we were resident directors at our institution, and people thought that we should meet and hang out because we were both from the Bronx. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, like being from the same place is a reason why maybe you should introduce people, but it didn't guarantee we were going to be friends. Mm -hmm. But during Mm -hmm. this departmental reorg, as people started leaving the department, um, there were fewer and fewer of us there, and the frustrations were building. And so Krishna and I began meeting up and going to lunch. And then one day we were like, hmm, let's go to drinks. Let's go to happy hour. <laughs> so we ended up going to this happy hour spot. It was really fun. And over drinks, we start talking about all the things that we wish that we knew. Mm-hmm. And we started taking those things and turning them into titles. And we didn't know what they were going to be titles of. At the time, we were thinking like a book or maybe just like some blog post. Right. And I just thought it was fun. And then Christian calls me. He's like, Erica, I know, I know. We are going to be podcast hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at Christian like, okay. He's like, Erica, I, I, I know. I know. It's my Latin third eye. I know. I know. It. This is meant to be. <laughs> Isn't that right, Christian? <laughs> when you put it like that, that's <laughs> verbatim what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... <sighs> I don't know. It's because I, I think sometimes we, working in student affairs or working in any industry you have or just your personal life, you have an idea to do something and it's like 90 percent of it is your mindset of are we going to do this? How are we going to do it? Are we not going to give up? Yeah. And then the other 10 percent is just doing the dang thing. And mm-hmm. so I'm happy that we were able to come together to look at all those titles and connect what we have been experiencing and recognizing the things that we were experiencing weren't just us, two right. people of color um, that were working in the same department. But when sharing some of this information out to others, they were feeling and experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we want this podcast to be a space for everyone who's listening to feel empowered and to learn from our stories, I think this is also in a way is therapeutic for us and it's validating for us. Well, it's validating for me. Let me not speak for you. It's validating for, <laughs> it's validating for me um, to be in this space and be able to share my stories and know that what I experienced like was not in vain and potentially it could help someone. Agreed. Um, very therapeutic for me as well. And... I always come from a standpoint of how do you leave something better than how you found it? Mm-hmm. And while I, while we can't be in everyone's, every listener's home institution, I hope that the experiences that we have came across, the advice that we give and the resources we provide can help someone at their home institution to grow and develop more as an individual and as a professional. So who am I? My name is Christian Raphael. He, him, his. I'm a Pisces. (laughs) As if I'm on a dating app. Thinking about how I got to where I am now and giving context to my walk of life. So my family is from the Dominican Republic, migrated to the Bronx, New York. And I was raised by a single mother who is phenomenal and who I do everything for. And while growing up in the Bronx, New York, it's it's interesting because when someone had to explain what culture shock was to me in middle school, I never understood. It was until I left the Bronx, New York. So everyone of, that I encountered with and who was around my 
my circle of friends and family were Latinx individuals. I'm Dominican, and so hang, hanging out with um, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, etc. And my mom and I had to relocate to Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it was a, a great experience. Uh, but that was the first time I experienced culture shock of like, not everyone looks like me. Yeah. Not everyone speaks Spanish, and being raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It really also opened my eyes to the different identities that we carry as people. So I never ever questioned our household income in the Bronx because that was just, it might have been my time of growing as a child, but everyone's just similar to me. And then when I moved to Michigan is when I started recognizing how identities play a role in the way we navigate institutions, our day-to-day lives. After middle school, I went to Michigan State. Go green, go white. Sorry, U of M fans. And at my time at Michigan State, I was, you know, my mom told me and inspired me to do whatever I wanted to do. And I thought I was going to be a doctor. So I signed up for pre-med and kinesiology, took my first first aid class where they showed a photo of a broken bone and I said absolutely not so I switched majors from um, pre-med and kinesiology to sociology and focused on education from there I didn't know what I was going to do senior year and I had a faculty member who pulled me aside and pretty much gave me hard truth advice about I need to figure out what was what I need to do with my life mm-hmm. and encouraged me to apply to grad school so where I'm at right now is I'm doing my PhD at George Mason University in sociology, and my interests focus on how do we make higher education more accessible for people, specifically first-generation college students. And when we're looking at experiences and opportunities like internships, how are we looking at accessibility? How are we looking at experiences? And overall, how are we looking at outcomes? So what are people gaining? Now I'm an assistant director for professional development, onboarding, and engagement, and that's a long title just to say that I help people do their jobs well and or help them get to their next opportunity. And that's pretty much me. What about you, Erica? So... I'm Erica. I'm from the Bronx. Um, Like many people in the Bronx, I come from an immigrant family. My family's from Jamaica. Born and raised in the Bronx until I went to undergrad at the University of Vermont. In case anyone's wondering, it was free. (laughs) While I was there, I studied med lab science because for some reason I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Um, I think that's the aspiration I always had. Didn't realize how hard it was going to be. I think biology was definitely easier in high school than it was in um, undergrad. Mm -hmm. And once those classes got hard for me, I started thinking of other ways out. More importantly, once I cried after my orgo final, um, I knew that that was the end of my term in bio. So I switched to med lab science and I started focusing on working in a public health lab. Learned about public health, thought it was really cool. Um, And after that, Though I realized, once again, that I did not want to work in the lab, I did start looking for public health opportunities. So I did an AmeriCorps year where I did, um, what did I do again? How did I forget? I was a health educator. (laughs) (laughs) And I worked in the elementary school, middle school, high school, taught sex ed, asthma education, um, nutrition. It was super fun. And then after that, I switched over to Harlem Children's Zone, did more nutrition education, until I finally decided I was ready to go get my master's at George Washington University in public health. 
had a great time at GW. I told myself that I could, if I could do undergrad again, I would totally do it again. So mm-hmm. grad school looked like undergrad for me. A lot of partying, a lot of studying, a lot of making of connections, <laughs> but <laughs> I had a really fun time. And I think because I had so much time in that space and I was like working at our multicultural student services center, I was a resident director while I was there. Um, I hung out a lot with the undergrads. Um, I helped support people with their undergraduate programming. I was like, you know, I like higher ed. Specifically, I like student affairs. And I met a lot of people in the field that were like really supportive. All my supervisors were like really dope. And it reminded me of being an undergrad where I was really shy. It was people in student affairs who saw me and they were like, let's try to get you like interested in things. Let's try to get Mm -hmm. you to come out of your shell and at least find something here that interests you. And so I was like, you know what? I want to work in higher ed. And that's how I switched over to higher ed and I became a resident director. Housing is a great entry point. You learn a lot when you work in housing. Mm -hmm. Living where you work is not always fun. So I'm grateful that I transitioned into the role that I'm in now so I can live off campus. I'm the assistant director of marketing communications. I wanted to try being a bit more creative with my career, and I was happy when I got the opportunity to do that. Um, It's been fun. It's a lot of growth. It's a lot of challenges. But right now where I'm at, hmm, I don't necessarily know if I have an answer like Christian does. Um, I know that for me, I want to continue working with young people um, in higher ed. Um, I want to help students feel more empowered about their journey. And I even wanted to do that in public health, Um, just working with a lot of young people back in the Bronx and just wanting them to feel empowered over making good and informed decisions over their lives, starting with their health and just moving forward to other aspects. Um, I think a lot of times, like when we are in education spaces, everything is focused on academics. So I love being in places where we can focus on other things and like find ways to make students feel good about themselves because, so you're not the greatest at like academics. What does that mean? Like when we teach kids from a very early age is that this is the area where you get to prove like Mm -hmm. worthiness and stuff. So I like working in the section where students can see greatness reflected in them in other ways. Thank you, Erica. And as our listeners are here, one thing to just keep in mind is that those were what Erica and I just shared. Those were small fragments of who we are and how we got to where we are right now with our backpack. And through our journey and through this series and episodes, we hope that you stay and listen to our experiences, our advice to gain a whole picture of who we are. And I guess that's a great segue to talk about what to expect with this podcast, what not to expect. Erica. Well, um, I think you can expect honesty, transparency, Mm -hmm. storytelling. Um, Eventually, we'll segue into having interviews with people. Um, You can expect us to be a resource. You can check out our website um, for more information on that. You can follow us on our social media and have, like, conversations there. You can DM us. You can follow us on our personal social media pages. Um, You can just expect honest, open interactions um, where we'll tell you about our strengths. We'll also be honest about our limitations. Um, Uh We won't give you advice that we wouldn't take for ourselves, and we won't tell you anything that we feel would put you in a compromising or a bad position. when it comes to our jobs, there will be some limitations in terms of what we share, naming where we work, um, <laughs> and other things of that nature. Um, but you can also expect a lot of fun. You can expect a lot of vulnerability. Um, 
and you can expect to have a good time. And we're hoping that you stay with us on this journey and you continue to grow with us. Um, We really appreciate your support. And if you ever have any feedback, please do leave us some feedback. You can go on our website and you can click on the contact us page and you can tell us what you think. Mm -hmm. We're open. Absolutely. Echo and co-sign everything you shared from having a good time. I think Eric and I are going to have a blast (laughs) and we'll make jokes throughout this whole experience. We'll be honest. We'll be transparent, provide context, storytelling. And I think the one thing we can't promise that we can do um, is have all the answers. Yeah. Um, Everyone's journey looks a little bit different. And we're all individuals in this experience. And so we'll give you what our experience has been and provide solutions, alternatives, resources. But this path that you take is your own. Yeah. We want you to feel empowered in that. We want you to own that. Absolutely. So. I think that's it for the first episode. I think so, too. Well, thank you all for tuning in to episode zero of our backpack. Dun, dun, dun. Woo! <laughs> See you next week. See you. Peace. <laughs>